It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a magic marker. A, a felt pen. It's a mistake. It's a trap. It's a fucking comedy. It's quiet. Maybe too quiet. It's all happening. It's a good day to die. It's a good day to talk about movies. Welcome back. It is a good day to talk about the Book of Boba Fett, episode three. I am your host, Duncan. Joining me as always are Gardner, Houtini, and Taran. Hey, 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 let's go. Today we are back with another bonus mini-sode on the third episode of the Book of Boba Fett. We're doing a mini-series on the show. As a recap, the TV show airs its episodes on Wednesdays, and our episodes drop a day later on Thursday. Like I said, today we are discussing the third episode of the Book of Boba Fett, titled The Streets of Mos Espa. Before we go any further, a quick spoiler warning for the Book of Boba Fett. Spoilers for this episode, spoilers for the first two episodes, maybe spoilers for The Mandalorian Seasons 1 and 2. So if you're not up to date on Star Wars shows, stop listening now and then get back to us later. For everyone else, that's your spoiler warning. Now that we've done a spoiler warning, let's get to our initial thoughts on the episode. Gardner, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I mean, I just want to say I've seen that this episode is kind of divisive online. A lot of people aren't sure how they feel about the show. I don't think it was as good as uh, episode two, but I do think it was a little bit better than episode one. I think overall, I quite enjoyed this episode. For me, this show just like keeps getting better and giving me more of what I want. And I am still very much like all in to see what happens in the rest of the season. Enough! How are we saying this right now? I was ready to come in rocking and roaring. I'm more than capable of defending my stance. I think this episode is not what you guys, like, is this not what we were asking for? Is this not what you guys wanted? Are we not entertained? We get the payoff. We get what you guys wanted in the streets. We get some crime boss action. I feel like I'm shocked, Gardner. I'm shocked. Well, I I thought you were going to be upset that the Tuscans died. No, well, I mean, we'll obviously, that, I'm, who wasn't upset? That's a gripping moment. But we'll get into that in a little bit. Like, I, I'm gutted, gutted. I mean, no, that was that was probably one of the highlights of the episode. Tuscan disrespect. I can't believe it. <laughs> I'm like, again, I guess in the middle where Tar and I agree with what you're saying. It is exactly what I was asking for. It's not stretching out that backstory anymore. Obviously, I think I think we're we're getting into just present day now, which is what you kind of said might happen, Tar. I think you were calling that a little bit. And I was worried that it was going to last longer. So I'm hyped. This is the kind of episode I want. And good things all around pretty much. But it's still not like... This is Boba Fett, man. We haven't gotten Boba Fett in a long time. And we got him in small doses every time we've got him. I mean, the last time we saw him, he was a kid. And then I haven't really seen the animated series that much. So I don't know how much he grows up, I guess, in that show. But... It's been small doses of Boba Fett, and this is feels like they're dipping their toe in with him. It's like not anything crazy yet. I do love that we're getting the team up, like we're getting a team, a squad around him, which we definitely all called, which is like definitely very cool. But we'll talk a little bit more about how that's developing, and we're talk- we'll talk about the specifics. But I'm like happy with where the direction we're going. But this is still we're like going up the the roller coaster ride. I feel like hopefully. I, mean, I hope so, too. I feel top? like the pacing has been kind of slow. I mean, it has, I think. And it's like there needs to be more, not fan service, but more of a story that's really gripping, I think. that's And maybe here's maybe what, what my complaints are through the first three episodes 
combined with those first two where I, I sounded very sour on it is that I think maybe not that it's bad, but the fact that we're split up, we haven't gotten enough of anything to really get our fingers dirty, really get into it. You know what I mean? Maybe if there were longer episodes, they could get away with splitting it up that much. But I think we're three episodes in and we're just like, okay, we could be after it. This could be the end of episode one right now. It feels like with the amount of stuff that's happened, it feels like. I think that's spot on, at least for yeah. like the plot line that you and I care about most, which is like Boba being the new crime lord. It feels right. like that has barely progressed whatsoever. Like everything that he and Finnick have done up until the end of episode three, if you had, like you said, Duncan, if you had condensed that into being like the opening of episode one, that would have been a banger like opening. And then like the rest of the season could have gone so many different ways, but it's just, it's taking forever to get to the point. I feel like, and I'm still enjoying it. I'm, I'm liking a lot of aspects of the show. I like the setting. I love Tamara Morrison. I wish Finnick had more to do. Finnick hasn't really done anything yet, which is a bummer because she's a great character. I don't know. It's, it's just, there's still a lot of, um, I'm, I'm still left wanting in a lot of respects. I mean, Duncan's over here talking about getting his fingers dirty. I'm trying to get up to my elbows and Tatooine right now. Like, I want all the action. And I know it's, you know, some may not like the uh, speed at which we're progressing, progressing through it. But I think, for me, it's perfect right now. I'm loving every part of it. I don't know how the hell you guys would have gotten all three of those episodes into one without doing what they're clearly not wanting to do and having hour-long installments. But, I mean... Yeah, yeah. I think they should have hour-long episodes. Well, yeah, yeah. but... I mean, they're not. They're yeah, not, so, uh, so they're I'm not making like it for that at movies. Yeah, no. I, I but and maybe I think I said this to you off air, Tarn, where one of my concerns was that they just didn't have that much story, and that's what I'm kind of feeling like right now. That they had a story that they wanted to tell, and they were like, "Is this a season? Not really." And they were like, "Okay, let's pad it out a little bit." And that's where I feel like that's what we're getting a little bit. And I know this is a sour opening for an episode that I really enjoyed. So I, I feel like we need to start turning to the stuff we did like about it, but we'll kind of, unless you guys have any more opening thoughts, we'll kind of get into what happens in the episode. I have one point I would like to make and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, excuse my uh, ignorance, but when did the, the child get introduced into the Mandalorian? The end of episode one. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> okay. Excuse that. I also just, I mean, I just enjoy so far the storytelling of Mandalorian's episodes more than I do what we've gotten here. And there are like less exciting episodes of Mandalorian storytelling and action wise. But even those ones, I said it before, I think maybe not all, I like them all better than this episode, but the first two episodes, I think uh, still rank below every episode of Mandalorian for me. I'm going to go on, on record as that again. Bro, even the gunslinger? I, look, I, I couldn't tell you exactly like episode by episode right now. Maybe there is one, but overall, I haven't I haven't come away, I don't think, from episode feeling. I've been, always been pretty pretty excited about the Mandalorian episodes, I feel like. I've always been like, okay, like, we've got a lot to, to we got a lot there. Even the episode the where ones. Mando first meets Finnick. This is a, the book, Bobby this is the pot of the book of Boba Fett. Fuck, True. Fuck Mando. This shit okay. is go. Uh, let's yeah. get into it, because I need to hear what you guys have wrong with okay. this episode. Right. Okay. All right. I was gonna wear my my Mandalorian shirt today, and I was like, "Oh, is that is that too adjacent?" That that that's a fight on site, dude. That is you're, <laughs> you're trying to cause issues, making waves. Is did it did this episode have a cold open? Would y'all call that pseudo spider droid a cold open, or what the fuck is going on there? And also, what the hell is that thing? 
Uh, I don't know if I would call it a cold open, but Gardner Not knows really more a about cold open. Okay, shows so and, just the intro, the opening scene. What is that? I'm trying to remember. Remind me. It's what like a, It's right just before. a metal, a metallic spider with like some sort of red fluid. It where like I don't know, an egg sac would be on a spider. It's not a spider mm-hmm. droid. I know what those are, but we're gonna sound no, like that's a living right creature. Okay. That's like its brain or something like that. I forget what they're called, but I think they're in the comics and in the books as well. Yeah. Well, uh. another point I want, wanted to make is my Star Wars biology is is horrendous. I'm learning that very quickly with this show, and um, this is a nice little like field guide of Tatooine we're getting. Yeah, it is actually. So it opens with the watermonger we're calling him that is complaining yeah, to him about the lack of respect, Fuchs. I believe. Yeah, Fuchs. From, Fuchs uh, ba- from Barry? Yeah. I did recognize the actor. I don't think I placed him from Barry, but I knew I, I, I was watching it yesterday, and I was like, okay, we're getting a lot of those kind of like actors, and then we'll talk about later on. The heater. I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Because at first, it's a Robert it's like Rodriguez so show, dude. It's so sly at first, though, because it's like, it's like they're just like not even like, like they're so... He's out of we'll focus. Get to it. I like know. We'll the, get to it. It's like an Apple commercial. I was like, are you? It's like, is that? It is. Okay. All right. Okay. So we'll get to that. So he's complaining about the lack of respect and the fact that these teenagers or youths stole from him and he wants Boba Fett to do something about it. So that's where we start with it. And Boba Fett goes and he basically recruits the youths. But you guys say like, we, we again, we don't know Boba Fett. We see him as a kid, Right. And now we have him like this is seeing how he deals with stuff like we obviously know from his time with the Tuscans that he is a relative diplomat and how he handles shady individuals. And we're seeing that again. Right. He's playing both sides. Sort of. He kind of fucks the watermonger in a sense. But it's like, dude, you're also being, you know, a shady tradesman. Like we got to deal with that as well. So I really enjoyed that just in terms of the character building for Boba. And it's Boba Fett. You have to say it real professional when you say his whole name because he makes a damn point of it. Yeah, I think you're right. It definitely ties into everything that we were like, all the seeds that they were planting with all the time spent with the Tuscans. And also, I really like those youths, like those characters, like all their like augmentations that they've done to their body. I think it's really cool. It's very like cyberpunk. And we haven't seen like cyborgs in star wars before really like we've had droids and in the comics they have like some cyborgs but not like on screen so it was fun to see them and it's heavy too we've got we got eyes arms any sort of limb like they they just dive right in this episode was not afraid to not adhere to the star wars aesthetics or the movie and tv show general audience aesthetics i guess because gardner you're saying maybe it in the comics this isn't that new but it feels like they've probably done everything. It's like Simpsons did it, right? It feels like Star Wars comics have probably done it at this point, just like Marvel comics have probably had every plot line happen in the world as well. But you name it, and it's probably happened to a Star Wars character or it probably exists in the Star Wars universe to some degree. Much. But like I was saying, though, it's not... I mean, I'm thinking of the speeders that we see later that I actually saw some people complaining about online, but we'll talk about that when we get to them. But it is, it is like trying new things in the Star Wars universe while also showing you a familiar location, familiar types of characters, but the familiar characters in different ways. Like we said, we've been saying this entire time that we're familiar with the Tusken Raiders, but we've never seen this side of them before. And that's something that was a positive of the flashback. It's something that I understand, Taran, 
why you were so hyped about that aspect of it. So we get that. And then it's immediately after that, I believe that he goes into the back to tank. Back Back to tank. Right. And And then that's when we get the flashback. This is what Tara, maybe you want to take the floor here and talk about this heartbreaking moment. Who doesn't love a Bantha riding badass just cruising through the outback? You know, this is y'all's favorite part of the show, I know, but we get the nice desert scene, him cruising, and uh, shows up on the what, what are those things? The pikes. Well, oh, pike them up, dude. Yeah, we get some nice stormtrooper heads on pikes. Oh, those are the pikes. The the crime the syndicate guys. is called the pikes. Yeah, word. Yeah. Are they called pikes because of the pikes, or is that which came first? Like did. they're piking, they're putting stormtrooper heads on pikes. I, I'm not sure that that's them. I did love it, that. But... I loved that um, imagery though, and this was definitely the coolest flashback. Has the fact also? Did the you coolest see the, the flashback has looked? Did you see the cameo uh, when we had the spikes, the, the stormtroopers on the spikes? In the background, walking past, is the lady with the pitroids from The Mandalorian, Amy Sedaris' oh, character. Cool. Oh, that's nice. cool. Oh, nice. I like her, too. So that's, that, so that's I, I a like that. I totally big old that. loaf of bread. Fuck a breadcrumb. That's like leaving you guys everything you could want more of these things tying together even further. I know he shows up in the other show, but that's juicy right there. Good eye, Garner. So he's arguing with the Pikes about who lays claim to the land the speeder gang or the tuscan raiders and they've already paid the speeder gang and he's like he's very fair about it he's like look i don't give a fuck if it's you i'm paying or the pikes i'm paying this is a business arrangement that's been around for a long time it's protection you guys are the mob basically we're cool with it it's how this works i want to stay alive i'll pay you but i've already paid this month or this week's i've paid this the rent for this week so why don't you figure that out? And whoever comes next week, I'll pay them. And but I was like, okay, that seems fair. And I definitely did not see where we were going with this immediately afterwards. Cause it kind of, it's, there's not really, he just goes home, right? There's not really a lot after that. He just leaves and just goes home. And well, we see him leave the building. I'm supposed to be getting to what is, it, that, is that. Is this something? Is that a lead? No, yeah. I'm just saying we see him walk out of the door, but then you think like, Oh, this is going to be another episode where the whole rest of it is flashbacks, but it's not. His flashbacks interrupted. Well, not not yet. Oh, I think that he sees the dead bodies first. I thought. Yeah, oh, you're right. You're on. right. Yeah, yeah. Also, and I was a little concerned. I'm not going to lie. Like I would have been down for another half hour of Tuscan raiding, but when he was, I was like, oh boy, like this is going to be another full on. Like he's got, like Tuscan dealing with stuff. Arn wasn't ready for that. Fortunately. Kind of Right, he's coming over the dune, and we get strong emotions, strong emotions. Right, one's not typically associated with the death of a Tuscan raider, and I mean, I think the the biggest Tuscan slaughtering scene before is Anakin, and like that's just an RPG character like collecting experience, and in this one, it's just like it's you feel for him, man. Like those are his brothers, essentially. It's like raised by wolves, and he comes back, and the pack is slaughtered, and that's for me what I was looking for in the payoff. It sucks that they, you know, get clapped, but there's definitely other Tuscan Raiders out there. The um, moment that really got me out of that scene is when he takes the small gaffy stick from the kid Tuscan, when he takes that out of his cloak and puts it on the fire. And then Tamura Morrison's acting with his eyes during that scene afterwards when he's watching the funeral pyre burn. Oh, brother. I wasn't expecting to feel all of those emotions that. 8.45 in the morning or whenever I was watching it. 
Yeah, I have to say I was actually wrong when I said last episode that you could kill off any of the Tusken Raiders and I wouldn't care. Turns out you kill them all and you got me caring for sure. I was like, well, that fucking blows. Are you serious? I, I was just getting to like these guys and I was expecting them to be part of the crew later on. I don't know if there's like a gang on the outskirts, maybe that was in like a little different village that they had like set up, maybe that they like are still part of the squad that I don't know. I'm holding out hope that they're not all dead somehow. And that Black someone was on a mission. Orders. Yeah, someone was like out on a mission during during the raid or something. And but we didn't do like a head count. And like later on, they're gonna show up and it's gonna be like, oh shit, like the leader's still alive. That wouldn't be the leader though, probably because he would have to be standing there with his boys. I mean, if there's some missing them. heads, that's kind of to be expected, also. Mm. They they killed all of them. They might have taken a couple trophies. So head count Very true. Not the best metric, but yeah, fingers crossed we get at least one to come. Yeah, because otherwise it kind of kills my theory about Boba cultivating desert power and having an alliance with the Tuscans that helps him in his crime lord business afterwards. Because if they're all dead, then I guess I mean, that's not going to happen. Assuming we're going to get another flashback in the next episode, what did he do next, right? But for mm. now, our knowledge of prior events was abruptly interrupted by none other than Curtis Dan. Yeah, I can't pronounce his name. I it comes out as like Kirsten every time I try to say his name. <laughs> I think close. I pronounced it incorrectly last time. I said um Kirsantan, but they were saying Kirsantan yeah. in this episode. Oh, I can say that. I was saying like you, Gardner. I was going yeah, yeah. you. Now we have well, because it was only written before, yeah. but now we have a canonical pronunciation. And a couple people saying it in different accents too, which is huge. But yes, rips him out of the back to tank, and he is fucked. He's done, you know, and his, his toes curling upwards as he's just as if like the bones are just like, what is going on there? And then the heroes, you know, never a second too late. Obviously, the gang he just grabbed show up. Yeah, it's a good thing he recruited those youths. Yeah, because the watermonger ain't helping him out there. I just keep thinking of cheesemonger. Well, yeah, no, I, I think that's like a little bit of, you know, you know, comic relief. I like that. It's fun. And dude, the vapor farms, just the concept of that is like really cool i don't know I'm bloody vapor farm that's what i call high schools <laughs> oh man nice with all nice. these kids Topical. and their nicotine addictions am i right hell yeah tell them off these youths i will say i really enjoyed the the kersantan fight scene right there and like all the different youths getting to show off like what are their abilities and kersantan being a force to be reckoned with he reminded me of kingpin the way he just like takes all these hits and just keeps going. A force Bad to be reckoned with that no one wants to have on their side. Apparently later on, everyone's just trying to give him away to, that, to someone else, which is like, I mean, he should be able to just like choose who he wants to side with for sure. But like, I would want him on my squad. I'd be like, yo, it might be expensive. Well, I wonder where does the Wookiee life debt come into it? Cause when you think about it, like Boba kind of saved his life by letting him go by like not killing him. And then, Letting him go. So maybe he comes back and helps Boba later. There's no chance he's done. Please don't be gone, bro. What? There's no chance. There's no chance. He's too cool of a character for them to just have him in only two episodes and then he disappears. He's coming back for sure. I mean, we already looked like fools asking, like, are we going to see uh, Chrysanthemum again? And when he shows up, you know, briefly in the last episode and they just full force, of course you are. Like, what? So I'm. Wookie Life Dead, I'm assuming, will show up. That'd be great. So we're kind of skipping ahead here with the Chrysanthemum talk, but I think that's fine because 
that leads right into what happens next, which is the huts come up and basically apologize. And I loved this where they're like, we did that. That was us. We sent him to kill you. We're sorry. And I just loved the honesty. If I'm being honest, look at that. Like, like, like a natural hut dunks. Yeah, no, it, 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 I mean, what, what other huts do we see other than Jabba ever? I don't, I, again, I'm none on screen. Yeah. I don't so think. it's kind of fun other than the fact that like intertwined brother, sisters funk is weird, but yeah, we're getting to hear him talk. You know, they're going back to their, their planet, which I was unaware of, but yeah, their whole crime operation is like, yeah, we kind of just do this for fun because we're loaded and people are afraid of us, but it's not worth it in this scenario and we're out. And they're doing the thing where it's like, just tell them who the fuck it is. Yeah. It's like, can we just know? But I mean, that's, hey, they're professionals. Like, mum's the word. If, you, if It's on a need-to-know basis and you need to know, but you don't get to know. But wouldn't they ask at least? Hey. Well, do they know? I mean, I'm not sure. They said another syndicate is in control here and they mentioned, like, the mayor. And we find out that the mayor is meeting with the Pikes, but you know, did they know that? Did they really know that, or is someone else behind the Pikes? Well, I mean, who, it's who gotta those, be. Who are the people with the masks that showed up? That's the Pikes. The Pikes. Uh, the Pikes right. and the the fish looking guys. Those are also Pikes. Pikes is the race. Yeah, and yeah, it's also yeah. the name of their criminal syndicate. You get one trademark, and that's all you need. So we get that with the huts and it's fun. They give that little hint that watch out for what's coming in future episodes. There's going to be some standoff. They're basically looking at the audience. I feel like they're talking to us there, but not in a bad way. It works. It's fine. And we alluded to this earlier, but we get fucking Danny Trejo as a Rancor trainer. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of perfect casting. I thought so. Like I loved that whole scene where, uh, they bring the Rancor in and, and Boba meets it. And Boba's like petting it like it's a dog. And uh, Danny Trejo is kind of looking at him like, mm, okay. He's like, I and think then, it likes us. And he's like, yeah, it does. Yeah, I like that um, whole bit about like the Rancor being like generally peaceful, but they're made to fight. It kind of ties in with like when we see the Rancor in Bad Batch. And uh, also we might see Boba riding the Rancor later this season which would be fucking sick i think we absolutely see that which is incredible yeah there's no way they have him say that line and like tease us and don't show it before the season's over like he's definitely gonna ride maybe that'll be his litter instead of walking on his feet like he rides his rancor around the streets of mos espa but it'll probably be an action scene if i had to guess yeah, but him just strolling through like a, I don't know, like on as if it were an elephant or something is pretty badass, dude. Yeah, you, you you said one too many times I didn't have a litter, and now look what you've done. You know, I'm riding Rancor through the streets. Yeah, see, that's what that's what my thinking is that it might just be his litter, and maybe his litter gets attacked and they, whatever. But I think that's gonna be the direction they go with it, which is gonna be fucking badass. Some predictions for later episodes. We've been predicting this entire episode, basically. but Tossing a lot of darts. I feel like we're getting them to land here. I feel like we've tossed out some good ones, had some good throws, and our record so far is pretty good, I feel like, with our guesses. Yeah, we're bound to be right at some point. We already have been, so if we just keep going. Yeah, we count the, count the wins, not the losses. But I don't know. Before you scug holes, move on, I think, to what is the last scene. I did want to back up real quick and 
because we'll probably talk on it again. But in terms of this show kind of doing some atypical Star Wars aesthetics, that spread of food that they were munching on, like right before the Fet sh- the hut showed up, I've never seen food in Star Wars look that good. It looked incredible. I don't, I don't know if you guys, if that caught either of y'all, but it did, usually yeah. the food is revolting. Well, the one thing that did not look good was like the cheesy squid cake or whatever the that the one thing was. That one really stuck out to me. So, like, but whatever Fennec was eating looked delicious, like a turkey leg or something like that. Yeah, uh, that was just nice. Before we get to the next part, can we clear up the timeline for me a little bit? Exactly where we are, because I forget with when Mandalorian and Boba Fett present day is set. And then as far as the flashbacks, that's what right after episode six like immediately after episode six because he wasn't in the starlight pit for very long yeah the flashbacks are after episode six and the present day stuff is after mandalorian season two and mandalorian is set how many years after episode six six years and the new series is set how many years after episode six like the sequel trilogy that's correct 20 or 30 years i don't remember exactly but Something like that, because Ray is like 19 in episode seven, and she's born like five or six years after the fall of the Empire, I think. Thank you. So the final scene is a face-off with the mayor, or, I mean, the mayor himself isn't really in the face-off, I guess, but the mayor lackeys. And I don't know, do we have a name for that guy, the Twi'lek? He's the Major Domo. I don't know like his name name. That's his title, though. I like him. I feel like he does a good job for his boss where that, that opening scene of the first episode where he's, where he's like, he's not going to see it the way I do, but I will pass along your intentions. He's like, I'm a pretty chill guy, but the guy I work for, not this chill. Like I'm trying to let you know, it's not going to be like this. Yeah. And he was like passive aggressive about the, he's like, there's still the matter of the uh, tribute. Yeah. No, he, he stretches his sleaziness in this one too. Out talking Finnick. I mean, a little bit. They kind of see that come. Right. They actually did not see it coming. I don't know why you let the man slide behind the door without being with him. But that was actually pretty dumb. I was like, really? You're, Lobo, you're just going to let him walk in there? Like, really? You're going to be surprised that he locks the door? Should have seen that one coming, dude. They're a little new to this. We're going to let it go. They handle it masterfully. Uh, uh, pretty destructive. We get a nice Star Wars chase scene. We Is do. it nice? I don't know. I, I was so, not a fan of that chase scene. So I, this is what I wanted to bring up. I have a couple questions about it. When I say nice, I liked parts of the way the speeder looked I, itself. The It gave me a little bit of the opening solo vibes, the opening of solo, which I like. And I stand by solo being a perfectly fine movie in most aspects. And I actually, I like it in a lot of ways. But that opening scene, I think, is pretty is pretty cool in general as a star Wars world building moment in solo. And this gave me that kind of vibes with the way that speeder was maybe even shot, but then well, I it looks like a similar model of speeder. You're mm-hmm. talking about the it's one it. that major demo, the major demo was in. Yes. Yeah. That's like a classic Tatooine. Yeah. Play. Yeah. Well, unlike the other ones, which I am honestly, I have a feeling you guys probably weren't huge fans of them, but the I like this. Yeah, well, dude, no, they're choppers, bro. They got the gorilla arms on them, and they are chromed out, dude. They just don't have big wheels. They don't need them. I didn't mind the speeders. What I didn't care for was how slow that whole chase felt. It felt like they were going like 20 miles per hour the entire time. I mean, I have to throw this out there, and I'm curious if anyone else got the vibes. 
when they were some of the shots when they were shooting the speeders in the chase scene, I felt like they were in a commercial for those speeders, the speeder bikes. It was like very, it, it might have been the glossiness of it, but it almost show, like felt like they were showing off the bikes and not the chase. Maybe that's what, what the best way to describe it. But it felt like they were too enamored in look at this new thing we've got that we want to show you um, a little bit, maybe. So I was honestly curious, like, is there, are there references that I'm missing with the multicolored biker gang? Like, I felt like that... it was a Dexter Jexter's uh, diner reference, if anything. Yeah, to me, it still felt Star Wars-y. Like, it was kind of cheesy, but like, I don't know. It still looked Star Wars-y because like, like Dexter's diner and uh, the fact that George Lucas made American graffiti, you know? I guess American graffiti works as a reference point but it's like if you were making a sequel to the shining you wouldn't get points for including a spaceship because stanley kubrick made 2001 well no you wouldn't that's a fair point that's like an extreme example of that and i think i just think that's maybe a stretch of an homage but i do like that i didn't think about that at all to me it just felt like these are young kids right and we know that they're like they've already like augmented their bodies with some cool shiny new parts so whatever vehicle they ride around on is probably going to be new and shiny as well they don't have jobs but whatever the last of their credits were they probably put into those bikes yeah i think as a machinist or whatever you're not going to start modding your body before you've done any other machine work so i think that is totally par for the course of them having like sick chrome rides i have no problem with it i just personally didn't like i wouldn't want one of those speeders i think there's way cooler looking bikes and not just bike. i don't really love the bikes in general i probably want i just think the speeder itself is so fucking badass just a regular speeder is just all the like the classic one like uh like the one from the episode before this like those speeders i would ride around on those what the long ones the The long boys yeah like the the speeder bikes that the gang has yeah, yeah, that, that Boba steals and brings back to the Tuscans. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or even the ones from Endor, those types of the ones that the stormtroopers have are well, sick. Star Wars. Yeah, theater. those are fire. Like, y'all, y'all asked for color and new and in the city, and this is what we got. And I, I, I really liked it. You know, I just wasn't sure if it was like the red, yellow, orange, blue, or whatever, if that was like, I don't know, if they were doing something there. You know, there's something deeper if it was just, oh, like we can rip off these cool CGI things real quick and or not real quick, however long it takes, but and it'll look cool and they'll be neat and they're sick, you know, and it they is were, different, yeah. you know, when you guys are describing the speeders that you like, it all is just like classic Star Wars stuff. And this is, I, I again, we've never seen those kind of chromed out choppers for, uh, it's fun. Yeah, it's cool. I'm just saying if I was going to buy one, if I was in, the, in Star Wars and I was looking at the market, I wouldn't be buying one of those. Not for me. No, the, I think they're, I don't really have a problem with them, but I do think they're a little too bright. I think they could have dulled down the color a little bit and it would have not quite jumped out at you so much. But overall, I think it's a cool idea. And I think that is to like the commercial point that Duncan was making. It did feel like they were oddly highlighted. I was just going to say, I want you guys to rewatch that scene with the thought of this maybe looks like a commercial. And I think that point you just made Gardner has part to do with it. And And there's a shot where it's like underneath them and they're all going over crisscross. And it's like, yeah, this is like, look what you can do on this new bike 
or whatever. Yeah, you expect to see like at the bottom of the screen, like professional drivers on closed course do not attempt. They were exactly. not exactly that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they made those things look like they couldn't handle for shit, man. They're like drifting and sliding and running it, running into everything. Well, I can't believe that you guys aren't talking about like how slow it looked. Like I was watching it and I was like, why are they going so slow? Like a, a chase of like speeders and bikes and whatever the major demo was driving, like in Star Wars, it should be going like they should be going like 80, 90, like the entire time. And it was going like they gave that one protocol droid like so much time to like spin around and it, it just didn't have I don't know if it was because they were mostly using wide shots or what, but it just it felt like I had no life to it. I mean, they weren't pod racing, but they're also mm. like cutting it through the alleys of Mos Espa. And I think this might even come up like. If you're the daimyo, like, is it okay for you to just, like, pursue somebody that's running from you and fuck everybody's week up? Everybody, there was, they left a wake of carnage, you know? Yeah, but that was mostly the major domo that was hitting stuff. It seemed like he was hitting stuff to try to slow down the speeder bikes. Doesn't matter. You're the daimyo. Like, you need to, you, you're, you're, the point of you is to, like, have control and make it not be hell on earth for everybody living in the city. And your first few orders of business are causing a lot of commotion. And if no one respects him, maybe they will bitch to him because it's like if they all fear him, it's like, OK, you fucking say something to him about how yeah. he wrecked the city. But if no one respects him and they're just going willy nilly in the fucking city doing whatever they want, then they're not going to be too happy about this newcomer who they have no goddamn respect for, no fear for wrecking their city. So I guess that might be a good point. I feel like they're just going to gloss over it. It's going to be like it's just an action set piece. There won't be consequences. I don't yeah, I don't think it's going to be tying in any more than that. But refer back to episode two and one with the Tuscans to see where <laughs> you guys are wrong. But okay, I'm we'll see. We'll, we'll see. we'll the good part is we'll find out. Fun of watching it. It's the series. And this is the good part about the week to week release. I take the licks as they come. I will say while we're on the subject of this scene and not loving it in certain aspects, I noticed in the scene, and uh, there's been other scenes where I've kind of felt it. The CGI, I feel like they're not going all in on it. It's not like it feels more like they're giving it a TV show budget now. Not a TV show in, in the past sense where it was like, okay, these special effects are really kind of shoddy, but they're not giving it where the Mandalorians at points felt like, okay, this is just a shorter movie. They're giving it the entire budget that, that to back it. And certain points of this show so far felt like, okay, they're not giving the A-team this project. Yeah. I think so. Although I, although I think episode two with the train heist, I thought that looked great. I thought that looked like movie level CGI. Like it reminded me a lot of the train heist from Solo. And I, I also saw a comment somewhere that was, um, if it looks cheap, odds are Robert Rodriguez directed it. Ouch. And episode one and this episode he directed, they both looked pretty cheap to me. Well, so maybe claims. there's something to that. I was going to say, though, that the practical effects have looked amazing and not taken a step down at all, maybe even looked better than they ever have in certain points. And if that's the trade off, if they're focusing on the practical effects and because of that, we're getting a little bit shoddier, I'll say it's not the best word for it, but a little a step down on the CGI. I'll take that trade off. And I don't know if you guys are referring to anything other than the speeder bike specifically, but like you're going to make them chrome bright colors and levitating it's 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 hard to suspend your disbelief when you're watching it because it's like obviously they're not but whereas other things it's like you're a little more immersed in what's happening 
and like the train's going fast and like things are happening around it. Like in the shots with the bikes, it's like, it's like you were saying the commercial vibe and it's because they stand out. Everything else is Sandy, but still, still. Good. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. I don't think it, the show it, suffers because the CGI isn't like seamlessly included or like uh, integrated. No, no, I think, but I think, I think what you're saying, Tarn, is that there's like a little bit of an aesthetic inconsistency with those vehicles, which makes them stand out more. Yeah, if they were like more they tuned had in the, what we're used to seeing, then we wouldn't notice. Yeah, and the 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 bright colored portions, like we get in the bars primarily, like it's all in that, and the lighting is like bluer, right? And everything makes it seem like the transitions between what's real and what's not is more difficult to distinguish. But maybe it's all on a green screen, and I can't tell. I don't know. I mean, basically everything is on not a green screen, but pretty much everything is shot in the volume. Yeah. So don't come at me, people. Similar. You have to turn your brain off a little bit when you watch movies. Yeah. Part, Star Wars in particular. Parts of your brain have to be shut off. Yeah. Star Wars, I think everyone forgets. It's it's fantasy for kids. Like I while while we're kind of airing some grievances with scenes, I don't mean to back up. And it might this is I'm a blaming it on my TV settings because I'm bad at this sometimes. Did the fight scene with uh Chrysanthemum feel dark to you guys? It's just it, it was like the lighting for me was it felt a little darker than I would have liked. I realized the room wasn't illuminated. That's the point. He's sleeping. But I could see it, it wasn't dark enough to bother me. No, no, it wasn't. Dark I didn't enough. notice that. I'll have to rewatch. Maybe and think about it. All good then. So then we are pretty much at the end of the episode. We get the big Pike ship coming right at the end of that chase scene. I felt like they were about to do someone like coming off the ship and it was just like, oh, no, it's them again. Which I'm fine with, but because actually I was going to say if it was this big reveal of someone, a character, whoever it might be, I was going to be confused by the way they shot it because it kind of cut a little abruptly to the spaceship coming in. And I was like, all right, if we're doing so, I was getting ready. I was like, okay, well, shit, are we doing like a big reveal here right now? And it ended up not being one, which was fine. But I was like, it was kind of like a roller coaster of emotions real quick where I was like, okay, are we hopping into something big right now? Okay, no, I can cool off again. Because I wasn't ready for it. And then nothing happened. So it was fine to not be ready for it. Yeah. And that ship is also clearly like a Corellian model. Like it kind of looks like a like a oblong version of like the Millennium Falcon. I thought so it might be mind, the Millennium Falcon at first. Yeah. A lot of people when the trailer that that shot is actually in the one of the first trailers for Book of Boba Fett. And a lot of people were saying, yo, that's the Falcon. That's the Falcon. Now we've seen it. Now we know it's not the Falcon. It's a lot bigger than the Falcon is. But it's got that familiar look to it that makes you think, oh, we might know someone who's in there. Yeah, totally. I was expecting, and it was partly because of the way the ship looked. I was expecting it to be someone, but just a little thing. And then we're pretty much at the end of the episode. I'm going to be honest. I'm forgetting exactly how it ends. The uh, the guy with the thing on his eye, Hollow calls Boba and Fennec, and he's like, it's the Pikes. There's like a dozen of them. And Fennec's like, oh, it looks like they're ready to go to war. And Boba's like, we'll be ready in episode ends. So big so things coming in the next one, right? Like, that's what we're assuming. Well, you'd assume so. Yeah, I'm but assuming that's still, so. it's still like, it's like this, okay, we'll be, we'll be ready. It's like, they're fighting the Pikes. Like, is this the big Boba Fett thing that we're, we're getting excited for? I mean, there's obviously more to it. There has to be. But right now it does feel like a little bit of like a, one of those moments where they're overselling uh, next week on. Like, 
Well, we may not we may not be there yet. What I think we're going to get in the next episode is I don't know if y'all have seen the trailers, but there's a scene in one of the trailers that we mm-hmm. haven't seen yet. Fuck you, Tyron. I'm I'm spoiling it. Yeah, take your headphones off. There's a scene in one of the trailers that we haven't seen yet where it's like all the families like at a table, like the Trandoshans are there, the Aqualish are there, like and they're like talking. Boba and Fennec are talking. I think that's going to be next week. He's going to be uniting the three groups that run most Espa to fight off the pikes. That sounds sick though, Gardner. I'm excited for that as well. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Could be another guest that we have, another future prediction from Gardner over here shooting his shots. Next week on, he says, we'll, we'll find see. out. Yeah. You know, we've made a lot of predictions this episode. We'll see if any of them actually come true. Yeah, I'll have to, when I'm editing the episode, maybe I'll write down all the things that we said are going to happen. And we'll see. We'll keep a scorecard, potentially. Best believe, if any of them are right, we'll brag about it in next week's episode. And if they're not, then we won't mention it. That's exactly what's going to happen. Just in case, I want to put flashback scene to Camino. Okay. All right. We'll put that on the scorecard for sure. A little sneaky score right there. Okay. So we have talked about the entire episode at this point. We're going to do, and if anyone wants to sneak another prediction, we're going to do that and final thoughts. Um, but before we get into final thoughts as well, we have any last minute things that are wrap up things, like anything we miss potentially. Just a little breadcrumb that is mentioned with Trejo and the Rancor was when he says that the witches of Dathomir used to ride them. That's like a sick little planet. That's like the Maul planet, isn't it? Yeah. Super stoked. I think somebody mentioned Darth Maul at one point on this pod. You know, Maybe, yeah. the, the minor allusions to the extended universe stuff is obvious. I mean, and this is arguably extended universe, right? But it's just, it's real fun. Gamers and comic book readers probably too. Very excited Rejoice. about that. And I guess maybe even some Clone Wars episode watchers, right? Wasn't that some Death Mirror on that as well? Tarn, you're the one who showed me those originally. Before oh yeah, well that's seen. epic. Yeah, I remember those were the first two episodes of, I think it was two episodes, maybe it was more of the show that I had ever seen. All in all, the witches are sick. They obviously get plenty of play in the Clone Wars series, like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. So with that, I guess we'll get into our final thoughts. And with our final thoughts, as always, comes our ratings. That's right, folks. Out of 10, we're going to rate this episode. Tarin, this week you go first. All right. So as the show, the, the pod lover of the show, this is probably going to be a little high. But I absolutely love this episode. And I'll just sh- sh- save all the details because you guys already heard everything I had to say. I'll give it a nice 9.2 smashed produce stands out of 10. Wow. High, high marks here from Tarn. That's Praise. good to hear. That is good to hear. That's ridiculous, though, because that was my backup. I have three units of measurement on, and I was like, all right, I have these two. And then if anyone uses both of them, I have fruit stand wipeouts that no one's going to use. And you just fucking took it from me right there. Oh, so. snap pick, smash produce stand. Yeah, yeah, smash produce They pretty stands. much took out about 92% of the ones on the street. So I feel like it plays. It was total destruction for sure. It was bad. All right, I'm going to hop in here and tell you what I thought about the episode. I've said it now. I'm excited about where we're going with it. I think that we're getting into the type of episodes that I was looking forward for, to. And this was a good starting point. But again, it felt... It felt like this was the end of an episode one and it felt like I am ready for episode two now, but we're like running out of episodes. So I'm getting a little bit worried about how much story we're getting. And overall for the show, I just want more of the kind of Boba that I'm excited for. 
maybe give Tamara Morrison a lot more to do, which I think he's gotten some to do. But we're, again, sticking our toe into this show, I feel like. Sticking our toe into the Boba story. And I want I want to jump right in. I want to dive in. So I did like this episode better than the other ones. I'm going to give it 7.8 shiny speeders. Gardner, you're up next. I'm Gardner. I love the episode. This is probably my favorite Star Wars thing ever. I'll give it a 10 out of 10. Uh, yeah, like I said at the beginning, this episode is um, a little bit better than episode one. Not quite as good as episode two, in my opinion, that like speeder chase really kind of like killed all the excitement I had for the rest. Not all, but it wasn't as exciting as I wanted it to be. And uh, so for that reason, this episode is going to get 7.1 of uh, Finnick's little throwing knife thingies that she stores in the bar- in the butt of her gun out of 10. You guys are very loose with your rating systems because we only saw four shiny speeders and one throwing knife. So I don't know where the hell you guys are getting <laughs> the other ones from, but whatever. They're implied. They're implied. Uh, no, they're not. That's the end of the show, folks. As always, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at GoodDataPod and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're listening to this episode now, you already know where to find us, but you can always find us by searching the letters GDT anywhere you listen to podcasts and leave a nice five-star review as well. We love reading them. And I know we've teased that on next episode, we might share one. That's everything. We'll talk to you next Thursday for another bonus episode on the Book of Boba Fett, episode four. But in the meantime, check out our regular episode releasing tomorrow on Friday, where we have an interview with Paul Anthony Nelson and Perry Cummings. Don't forget to watch Trench on Amazon Prime Video or Tubi before tomorrow's episode. That movie is a black and white noir, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Talk to you soon. See you later, Skugholes. See you tomorrow, folks, and see you next week, folks, and then see you after that, folks. See you around. Man, I'm feeling like I might have gone a little high, but that's what my gut told me last night. And that's he did go high. Doing. 9.2 is high. Dude, this ep- like okay, the the speeder chasing. Honestly, if that was replaced with something else, then it probably would have. Then it probably would have been deserving. But dude, like I, the Kirstenstand fight scene was fucking cool. Damn. Yeah, and as over the course of the episode, I was feeling like eight point eight. But I mean, bro, I yelled at my TV a lot when I was watching this one, which is a metric I do use for measuring. <laughs>